for the record, I highly recommend anyone fuck you that you might want to fuck. Just saying. Highly recommend the cock, so. <laughs> that's the clip. Am I allowed to say that on your podcast? <laughs> it, it, no, if anything, I'm clipping it. That's the that's the promo clip. <laughs> I'm going to play that in, on loop as I go to bed at night. But first, a word from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, all you fan whores, you whoreheads? Shout out to the pod sluts and the Billy Babes. And welcome to all the front porch, back porch, side porch, bungalow swingers out there. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up? What's up? This week on the pod, I have got her the wonderful, the delightful, the bodacious, the sensual, the super sexy Brenna from the Front Porch Swingers Podcast. Welcome to any of the uh, FPS listeners out there who have uh, decided to pop on by and check this out, either because you knew Brenna was on here or you have heard this week's Front Porch Swingers and (laughs) know what happens after this recording. Happy to have you here. Hope you'll stick around. Before I get to this week's guest, September 16th, it's right around the corner. It's the one-year anniversary of the Naked Comedy Shows at Hacienda. I hope you'll come out to celebrate with us. These shows have been such a success. It's been so much fun. 11 out of 14 shows sold out. Dozens and dozens of naked comedians. BYOB, take your pants off if you want to. Keep them on if you want to do that too. Tickets are available at the top of the schnotes. I'll also be emceeing with my pants on uh, <laughs> next Wednesday, the 13th, at the Grizzly Pears 10 o'clock show on McDougal Street. One other thing I got to do is the fan whore appreciation moment. This is the part of the pod where I like to thank some of the members of my fan whore community on Patreon. Patreon is an amazing platform that allows independent content creators like myself make a living off of the work that they do. Become a member and in- enjoy the satisfaction of knowing that like you've contributed to the arts, so to speak. If talking about my dick is an art, and then you join my Patreon. You are a patron of some kind of art. So this week, I want to say thank you to Vince Curtis. Hope you're bumping the oral sex auditions while you do deliveries, dude. Stay cool out there. I hope you got air conditioning. Thanks for supporting the podcast, buddy. And I also want to give a shout out and a thank you to Michelle Poitras. Sleep tight knowing that your contribution made my dick just a little bit harder. If you sign up for an annual membership, if you don't like monthly debits, you want to pay it all up front, I like that because I get an infusion of cash. And you should like that because you're going to get a discount for doing so. Sign up today. Enjoy the bonus content at patreon.com slash podcast or download the Patreon app and find me on there. Really flying through the intro this week, partially because I think I might be forming another kidney stone 
it's like a, a like a year after this shit happened last time and i had to finish editing and upload the episode from the emergency room but I, i'm hoping that's not going to be the case tonight you know, last year when I was under observation in the hospital for the kidney stone, you know, it's like, I don't know, 4 a.m. And the residents are warning me like, hey, at some point you're going to go to the bathroom and urinate and you're going to pass a kidney stone and it's going to be really, really painful. And you're, it's going to be maybe some of the worst pain you've ever been in. And, and I then responded with, huh, question, can you pass a kidney stone during ejaculation? And well, the doctor goes, huh. I'm going to have to look into that. We don't know the answer to that question? Gosh, I think it's very, very important that if there's any possibility that uh, after really any imminent orgasm for the next couple of weeks, my penis might shoot out a stone and that's going to rip up my urethra and I'm going to be in agonizing pain. I think I should know that that's a possibility before I opt to come in someone's mouth. And I never did get a, a, a proper response, by the way. The mysteries of science still remain. So anyways, that's why I'm going to just go ahead and introduce Brenna. Brenna is the co-host of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. She runs that with her partner, Brian, who uh, he's been on this podcast way back right before COVID lockdowns. He's on episode 306. It's one of my favorite episodes of the show. And I wasn't sure when I was going to have Brenna on because normally I wait till we're we're done hooking up. And I don't know that, Bre- that Brenna doesn't sound like she's done hooking up with me. Just, you know, we don't live nearby. And I'm glad I could uh, link up with her in Vegas on my layover to, you know, to, to sit down and do some recording and do some other things that you can hear her describe more in depth on the most recent episode of Front Porch Swingers. In this episode, we talk about old school swinging versus new school swinging. We talk about having a queer partner. We talk about being known in sexual spaces for our sex podcasts. And we also talk about, you know, what behavior of Brenna's changed after we slept together for the first time. I know I suspected it, but I wasn't thrilled about it. This is a fun one, everybody. Let's go chat with me and Brenna and stuff and i was like oh this is really exciting i'd almost almost rather that than actually watching yeah so you yeah you but you enjoy the the thought of him being out there in these streets yeah it's fucking hot (laughs) (laughs) but you don't watch because y'all don't play we don't play together almost rarely i think it's it has not happened in two years okay yeah it's really rare i would rather have the mystery of it that's my thing yeah what do you do with that mystery we talk about it afterwards and I, I, it's almost like a present that I get to unwrap later. Uh-huh. He's like telling me about it and the look on his face, it's hot. <laughs> Are there stories he will like recount to you after they happen, but not on mic or is it always content? No, it's usually it's just us in our bedroom, like reconnecting with each other. Uh-huh. So that's fun. <laughs> that's a special way. And I know he feels the same. He's, he's usually not the type two. When we did your epic bonus episode, oh God, yes. which someone asked me, so like, Oh, you're doing a recording in Vegas? Uh, has she been on the show before? And I'm like, kind of. <laughs> in a roundabout way. In yeah. a roundabout way. You can hear you can hear her skills. I think in... you hear some giggles in the background. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, because, of course, we're here right now with Brenna from Front Porch Swingers, who, <laughs> whose uh, Patreon-exclusive bonus episode is me and Brian 
And this is the last time I saw y'all was what, January 2020? Is that when we did that? Yeah, right before COVID. Yeah, yep. I had just interviewed Brian. We had this great episode. And then afterwards, the bonus episodes, him and I just tried to carry on a conversation while you, while Brenna went back and forth sucking our dicks, <laughs> which I felt like is different for Brian because normally he's not in the room when you play. No, he was a very good sport about it. <laughs> he was? <laughs> yeah, he liked it. He's like, I guess I can get my dick sucked. Yeah. Fine. Well, twist my he arm. He has a lot of options for that, to be fair. <laughs> so <laughs> lots of women and men want to suck his cock. So <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a new development for him. That happened over COVID. Yeah. yeah. I mean, since I haven't seen you all in three and a half years, to me, it's, brand, it's still a brand new development. To you all, it's... It's been a bit past, but I think he came out to me prior to that, but yeah, not publicly. How, so how how much prior? Probably, I want to say it was that fall before we saw you. So it would have been okay. fall of 2019. So it's been well, coming up on four years. And then had y'all because you made the announcement publicly? What like later 2020 or like early 21s? I honestly don't remember. I think it was shortly into COVID. That mm -hmm. was, I mean, that was kind of a time when we were sitting down and talking about, okay, is this time to actually talk about this? And I think the big concern was him with him and me was we did not want people to fetishize it, which happens a lot. Like because our podcast is very, let's call it risque, people would reach out and say <laughs> yeah. things like, oh, I just want to hear Brian talking about getting boned by another dude. It'd be so hot. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, but that's not really the point of our show. I understand that it is X-rated, but that's, we don't do it for purely the titillating factor for other people we do it for us mostly especially when it's in reaction to like so you know we, so brian came out as pansexual you know during covid we just uh, to clarify things and so it's like it's in response to the coming out and the immediate response is that would be so hot like telling you how hot you, how you can make it hot for that listener exactly as opposed to like oh a human being just shared something with us before we talk about how hot it could be maybe we could have a human being moment well, and he, I think still, he's still processing it. You know, he's 53 years old. People don't mm. usually come out at 50 years old as pansexual. 53 years old and like having that many, like, was it four ex-wives? Yeah. Yep. He was married four times. <laughs> <laughs> he's lived a life, man. Yeah. Which again, go, uh, you know, I don't want to make the episode about O'Brien, but like go check out his episode of the Man World Podcast. I think it's like 303-ish and, uh, and you can listen to the, how he gets from soup to Brenna. Uh, <laughs> In a way, but uh, yeah. but but how was that for you? Him coming out? Yeah. I was very unbothered by it, honestly. I thought it was awesome. I was super happy for him. I mean, I've always been very open-minded regarding sexuality. Mm -hmm. I understand it's a very fluid thing. I grew up in Montana, so I wasn't always surrounded by people that thought the same way, but I've never had an issue with that. And actually, I kind of think it's hot too. I don't want to fetishize him specifically, but now that we've had time to kind of get past that part of it, I think it's hot when he's with other guys. Mm -hmm. So, Have you watched him with other guys? I have. Okay. And we'll get to that in a moment, but still on the coming out part, it's like, did you, did you suspect were there things where you were like, oh, that makes certain things make more sense? I think I was the one that finally asked him if he might be bisexual. Okay. Because there were just comments being made, certain things that he would like drop. And I, I would say things like, okay, that's not normally what a straight man would say. And I'm not judging, but maybe we should have a conversation about that. Yeah. And finally he was like, okay, I'm probably not straight. I hear there's so many women who I've heard talk about someone coming out to them either during a relationship or or there's the, the the infamous story of oh after we broke up he came out as bi or gay or whatever and, right. and there's that's like a trope at oh, this yeah. point oh yeah and so you know i didn't know like how much of that might be you know resonating with you or 
I mean, I think that's such old school thinking at this yeah. point. You know, that whole thing of like bisexuality is the stepping stone to coming out as gay. I don't buy. Of course, mm-hmm. I don't buy that. There's so many people that say that, but I don't know. It's 2023. <laughs> and there's and there's also there was no like worry about. And I'm not projecting this onto you. It's more I'm, I'm saying uh, maybe I should rephrase it this way. I've also heard people they'll be fine. Person can go out and bang all of this gender that they want, and then if they come out as some kind of queer, they all of a sudden are intimidated by this new gender that's uh, 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 possible. Well, I think. I mean, I think there's something to that only because it feels like. Brian could potentially get something from a man or a non-binary person that he couldn't necessarily get from me. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's, I mean, you always have insecurities in anything that you do, especially in non-monogamy. I think that's more the concern of like, if he liked it more, would he want to go be with that gender over me? And I've never had that concern with women, but I'm very, very secure in my relationship. Mm-hmm. Brian and I, we truly, I believe wholeheartedly are soulmates. So That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's corny. I know, but I it love it. It's corny. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, because like in Swingerland, and I know y'all identify at, at minimum as a more new age uh, swingers. I, I don't like there's... the word swingers anymore. It's hey, in the name of how... our podcast, but I don't like it. That's how I know you're poly because you're like, I don't like the word swinger. <laughs> I don't like it. It feels dirty. Yeah, I think we're just open. We're yeah. open people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because in Swingerland, sometimes they get re- weird and intimidated even about poly people. I remember oh. I was at Desire and they were like, there was, I was interviewing these different couples and one said, don't, please don't tell anyone here, but we're actually poly. Yep. But we just say we're swingers in swinging spaces because they think we're going to try to like otherwise steal the wife or the husband home with us. And yep. It's like, no, we, we also sometimes just want to bang. Yeah. But the other way around too, I got into a poly group here in Las Vegas on Facebook and someone recognized me from the show and they said they used to be lifestyle and then went into Polyland and recognized me and basically reached out to the admin and they reached out to me and said they were kicking me out of the group. Wait, what? Yeah, that happened. Not how I thought the story was going to go. Nope, that happened. They kicked me out. I have no idea why either. I didn't get an answer other than that. I was recognized as being from the front porch swingers. So <laughs> it's so weird. They didn't even try to say, and here, you know, we don't we don't allow cruising or something. They didn't even try to hide it under that. Nope. Nope. Just kicked me right out. That's fucking weird. What Facebook group is this? I'm not saying I'm not saying that. They are, what are they gonna I'm do? Gonna kick, get in trouble. What are they gonna do? Kick remember. you out again? It was like they can't kick you out twice. Vegas poly people or some shit. Like I don't remember. Well, Vegas poly people, whatever fucks. <laughs> You're on. You're on notice. Yeah. Um, that That's fucking weird. And you can be both. That's what, I mean, it's so silly to me. Well, you know, I interviewed you for the for my Mashable article earlier this year, you know, Beginner's Guide to Swinging. And you were probably playing the fastest and loosest with the the definition of sw- of swinger. To the point that you were, your, your contention was, correct me if I'm misquoting, but just the idea of a swinger is really anyone who's non-monogamous. I mean, I think, it, again, you there are so many different definitions to it. I would argue that anyone who fucks someone that is not their primary partner is a swinger. But again, I don't really like the connotations behind the word anymore. I feel like we've evolved past that a little bit. And yeah. not to, I'm not judging people that identify as swingers. It just doesn't feel like the term that makes sense for me at this point in my life. And we've, and we've talked about this before, the difference between, you know, being a swinger. And I look at swingers almost as if, like non-monogamous couples who exclusively play together or almost exclusively play together. Right. That's how I guess I would define it if someone off the street makes me. 
Well, and you and I, I think in that same article also talked about old school versus new school lifestylers. I think the old school people define it as a couple that swings with another couple in the same room. Right. That is what they do. Yeah. And I would define it as closer to that. However, there's a difference between swinger and then there's what I think is the ick factor that some of us younger folk have towards that world is swinger culture. Right. So it's not necessarily the fact that one is a swinger. It's just the culture of it. Yes. The same way of like, I guess I'm a guy, but guy culture? Ah. <laughs> I mean, I'll take the football. I like that part of it. Otherwise, I'm, ugh, it's very icky. <laughs> right. Yeah. I right. That. But doesn't kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Similarly. Um, and, and I imagine you come across that in, in Swingerland. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. A lot. And I think a lot of it is very generationally based as well. I'm 33 years old. We encounter people that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s in the lifestyle. Uh, and I think that people, especially if they've been in this world for 20 or 30 years, have a very different outlook on what this should look like, what consent looks like, mm. what uh, their behavior should look like at these events, all of those things. So it's a struggle sometimes, but you know, you got to take the good with the bad. Uh, you, you mentioned like different views on consent. I mean, how do you view consent, say parties, and how's the old guard view it? I think a lot of old guard people look at it as an inconvenience. It's something that they now realize they have to do because most clubs and events, at least if they're ethically run, demand it of you or you're going to get your ass kicked out, but they don't want to do it. I see consent as a sexy thing. Like when a guy, especially, I mean, not a, I'm not exclusively into men, but let's say if I'm talking to a guy and he's like, I would love to kiss you right now. Can I do that? That's sexy to me. It doesn't have to be this obligatory, weird, awkward thing. You know, I see it as something that's almost like foreplay. Yeah, I think. And it's also hot for me to ask or I mean, I like it when I'm asked because then I just know everyone's playing by the same rules. But it's hot for me to ask because I really explicitly ask. I got explicit. Yes. I'm like, I am not assaulting anyone right now. Right. It's really hot to know when I'm not assaulting anybody. (laughs) Big fan. Isn't that the truth? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And and do you all get pushed back for the, you know, with Brian's new sexual identity being public? Do you all get any pushback in swinger spaces about that as a couple? Not really, to be honest. I think part of it is Brian's demeanor. So if you guys are not familiar oh. with Brian, <laughs> he's 6'1". He looks like freaking Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, he's a big dude. So I don't think anyone's going to be shitty to his face because he just has the demeanor that you're not going to fuck with him. <laughs> I dare you to call me it. Yeah. Go ahead. Say See it. what happens. Yeah, exactly. My traps are bigger than your face. <laughs> yeah. So we really don't. And I do think we're starting to move in a different direction, too, with that. Like a lot of clubs have now put it on their websites, for example, that they're open to buy mail play in public spaces. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like that, don't come. Mm-hmm. So we're starting to see it moving in the right direction. That's good. And, and so, you know, it's starting to become less of a here's your one night a month, but more just the culture of that space any night exactly that's good yeah that's great which is another thing that i we when we first moved here we started doing buy and pan parties and i was so proud of us at the time i'm like oh we're being so progressive we're putting this amazing space together (laughs) just like any white lady would think Uh, Uh, a thousand percent and then you realize oh fuck we shouldn't be creating spaces specifically for these people to feel comfortable Mm. they should just feel comfortable in lifestyle spaces yeah so you realize that you're really you know you think you're being captain save a buy, but you're really not <laughs> captain save a buy. <laughs> well, when, you know, when I talked to the other um, podcasters for that article, I mean, there was a similar sentiment of 
not everyone's going to be okay with it, but it's going in the right direction. So that yeah. seems good. Yeah. As opposed to me where like I come from like quote unquote play party culture where it's very queer. And like, even if you don't see a lot, it's always like, I've never overheard anyone being like, Oh my God, those two dudes are butt fucking like never heard that <laughs> right. before at a party. Everyone's just like, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As well. It should be. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. You're getting there. You're getting there. Uh, and 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 you mentioned you know people recognizing you from from porch swingers. <laughs> that sounds like such a douchey thing to say. <laughs> well, I mean, I I don't know. I <laughs> I I get recognized for the Manor podcast at sex parties. That's it. And it's usually like, well, you're the. They don't even always know the name. They're like, aren't you the podcast guy? And I'm like, <laughs> oh no. Do you want to fuck the podcast guy? No, I just heard there was a thing. Oh, oh, God. This is- <laughs> then never mind. No, I'm oh, not. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Ugh, I don't want to be a podcast guy. That seems gross. Yeah. Sounds disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I don't like being recognized when we're in lifestyle spaces. I would rather just go in and be Brenna. And instead, I'm always like, Brenna from Front Porch Swinger. Again, it sounds super douchey, and I'm only cool to lifestylers, I promise. But <laughs> I don't even know if I'm cool to the people who see me there. I think they're just like, he's just the one. He's that guy who has it, and we all know he has it. <laughs> It gets even worse. Sometimes they'll say more words. They'll be like, yeah, no, I listened to like, you know, two or three episodes a long time ago. And that just says like, okay, so you don't like my personality. That's all it told me. A hundred percent. Yeah. I didn't like you enough to keep listening. So (laughs) yeah, it's like, I don't think we're about to hook up. And so (laughs) this just hurts. (laughs) So you're saying if they wanted to hook up with you, you'd use the podcast card. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I wouldn't use the podcast card. It's, it's, it, but it'd be high if they use, if they're going to mention my podcast, Hill, oh, that word is so gross. <laughs> if they're going to mention my podcast at a sex party, I hope it's a prelude to making out. Okay, that's fair. I can see that. As opposed to, oh, no, no, I would hook up with you, but I've listened to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> see, I get it the other way around. Like, I feel like certain people want to fuck me because they want to hear me talk about them on the show. They want to play with me because they're like, it would be so hot to hear my sexual encounter being talked about on a show. If, as someone who's been the recipient of such behavior, uh, may I say... <laughs> yeah, how is that for you? Is it fucking weird? <laughs> no, it's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Was it an ego boost? <laughs> hundred yeah. percent. I mean, it was also a downloads boost, apparently. <laughs> I got me. a spike in downloads for not even being on your show. That's fucking awesome. I, just because they heard you talk about sleeping. <laughs> well deserved. I was like, okay, this You is great. laid it down, man. I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Do you want to give like any, uh, do you want to give uh, origin of, well, I don't know. We, we were talking online and we linked up when in Vegas, I think. My first AVN or your first AVN? Well, you were on our show first, like in the very, very beginning. Mm. I reached out to you because I've been listening to your show. I started listening to your show fresh out of my divorce. You Mm. and Dan Savage, I swear to God, like changed my freaking life. Dan, are you listening? (laughs) Can I come on now? What do I have to do? You're up there with Dan Savage in my book. You follow me. You shout me out on your show. I know I'm all this masked straight. eh, Just, but come on. (laughs) What do I got to do? You're not that mask. You wear glitter, right? Yeah. Yeah, see? But that's really just to, like, calm the temperature on the subway so I can make eye contact with people without feeling like, uh, like you know? Like they're scared of you? Yeah. Exactly. No, immediately. If I'm wearing glitter on the train, I can make eye contact with women, and they, they're in a good mood. That's fucking they go like, awesome. I like your glitter. I'm like, I like your boots. And then we both part ways, and we're and no one assaulted anybody. It was great. It was awesome. <laughs> Big fan. Yeah. No, so that's how you – I reached out to you. You were on our show. The first time we met was AVN 2019. Your, your first one, but that was my second one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and then we we played and i talked about you on the show well we played after i was trying to be on my best behavior in front of brian (laughs) is that what it was well we went out for drinks and then we we were like slowly working our way into the hotel but i'm just like i think you went to the bathroom at one point and so i'm just out i'm outside of the bathroom with this man i just met who like you know i don't know terribly well right who also could beat me up with one hand (laughs) So I'm just trying to be like fun and like, hey, let's be friends. But also, and also your girl's safe with me. I swear. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a lot of that. I think he, he felt comfortable with you. You were good to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got strong security guard vibes. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yes. I'm surprised he wasn't standing outside the room with his arms crossed with a <laughs> checkboard and a headset. Like that, a wand to wave you down, make sure you don't have any weapons or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's no one else to check, but like it's <laughs> there's in another world. That's just that was like his persona. He's like, oh, a thousand percent, <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, so no, we we hooked up there. We played. I actually just relooked at pictures from that night. That was fun. That was a fun night. It was. We have one really good looking picture, and I have one where your eyes look funny and you hated it. I hate it. I look I like sh- I'm wasted, drunk, or something. I'm like, oh, don't ever share that. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so, and then, and like, basically we, like, and then we hooked up at the next AVN. So we, we've only like interacted a few times, but what has been your experience thus far? With you? Are you looking for another ego boost? I mean, you can also be brutally honest if there's a, if there's an uncomfortable truth. I I did just allow five women I didn't know to review my pussy eating. So, I mean, (laughs) my, my skin is getting thicker. (laughs) I think that my impression of you is your sexual IQ is higher than the average person's and that mixed with your charisma was very exciting. So, and I mean, I've had a little crush on you for, you know, a while now. So it was exciting. But what's funny, this is maybe, maybe might not want to say this, maybe we can cut it out, but. Bring it on. I have not listened to your podcast as much since you and I hooked up, which I know you've talked to other people about. This has been a problem. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I've had people who are Patreon members and we slept together. And then they stopped being Patreon members? Not always immediately, which <laughs> makes me not think it's my dick's fault, but just at some point, they will drop off of listening and or pledging. Interesting. And uh, yeah, wh- what do you think that is for you? I think it's a level of familiarity because we also talk outside of just fucking once a year at AVN. Like you yeah. and I have texted each other. We talk. What a tradition, though, that could be I, until COVID hit, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I think it's just a certain level of familiarity there that maybe when I listen to the show, it doesn't. It's not that you're different in person. It's just that I have a different knowledge of you than what I hear on the show. Mm-hmm. So that makes it kind of weird for me to listen sometimes. Are there any off podcast things about me? that you kind of became aware of that may have factored into this. If you no. want to give the listener a little in, if you want to pull the curtain back on me a little bit. No, I mean, nothing negative. Some Sometimes <laughs> you're a little abrasive, <laughs> but I, I like it because I, you have a very similar personality. I know this is going to sound weird considering you probably don't think this. You and Brian actually have very similar personalities. I feel like I know where you're, I stand with you on things, but it does sometimes come across a little like abrasive. What does that mean? Tell me more. I don't, I really can't describe it. It's just like you say things and sometimes maybe you don't 100% understand how they're being received by the other person. Yeah. That's, that's that all it right. is. It's not like you're mean or malicious or anything like that. I think you're freaking awesome. It's just, yeah, sometimes it's like, I wonder if you know how the things you're saying come across. No, I just hope someone will tell me at some point. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Cause I was like, I know my heart's true on this, but hey, I'm, I'm all sorts of spectrum me something, but. 
Do you think that's a thing? Oh yeah. I mean, like I took a, I, I took a, I think it was like a year, year and a half ago, a friend of mine, she like gave me this test, mm -hmm. uh, the autism test. I mean, it was an online test. So, I mean, this wasn't like my therapist, but it seemed like kind of official. There were like 40 questions. And then at the end of it, she went, yep, you're autistic. And I was like, I knew it. And then there was a pause. And then she said, you know, I opened a second browser window for you and answered the questions as your friend. And my answers uh, made you way more autistic. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Dang. Well, I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exp it explains Just a part a of who more. you are. It's a part of who I am. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and for the record, I think you are delightful. I am not throwing shade at you in any way, shape, or form. Sure, I was inviting shade because <laughs> I know they'd love it. They love to fucking hear me get insulted, whether they want to agree or defend me. They fucking love. Oh, my God. I can't believe she said this. Or, yeah, you know, Billy, you do kind of. And I can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't think it's anything ever maliciously intended. You're a very nice person. Sure. It's just sometimes you've said things and I'm like, oh, that one kind of stung a little. I don't know why you said it exactly like that. Yeah. No, I'll be I'll be trying to say the sweetest thing about a lady. And then she will, what I will, I've learned is reasonably react as, uh, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I have to long form explain it. And then I'm cleared, but then the mood is soured. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's been a thing. But, uh, but yeah. for the record, I highly recommend anyone fuck you that you might want to fuck. <laughs> just saying. Highly recommend the cock. So <laughs> that's the clip. Am I allowed to say that on your podcast? <laughs> it, it, no, if anything, I'm clipping it. That's the that's the promo clip. <laughs> I'm gonna just play that in on loop as I go to bed at night. Every night, it's probably healthier than listening to Mark Marin as I go to sleep. So yeah, uh, thank you for the endorsement. Likewise, anyone who you allow to fuck you really definitely should. Oh, thank you. It's um, yeah, a same good time. question for you. How I mean, obviously we've been together twice. Was it weird for you that I was like a super listener of the show and then we fucked? I mean, I guess you've had that happen in the past. So uh, I, it's happened in the past, but it, it's you know as you you know see a little bit more on a colleague level than the the first time we met up, I was nervous. One, because there's the Brian factor. And I think that will happen anytime if I meet up with a couple where I will eventually get to go off one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. I know I'm being screened. I know I'm being interviewed, basically. Right. It's like an interview to fuck the girlfriend or partner or spouse or whatever, right? Then there's the element of, oh, gosh, I hope I live up to whatever persona <laughs> she's built in her head about me. Right. Uh, you know, I talk about sex for a living, but I, I don't pretend I'm some sort of expert. Um, I don't pretend I am God's gift to women. I, the dick is very normal, I think. And I, uh, yeah. So I was just like, I don't want to let, I don't want to like disappoint the first go around. Um, so that's more in my head the first time. And then the second, by this, by, by the second time we banged, I, I was like much more comfortable. That's good. Yeah. And then by the time we were on mic giving me head, I was like, yeah, <laughs> old hand, <laughs> Brenna, love it. Anytime. Totally used to the mouth at this point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Big fan of it. But yeah, no, it, I, I don't know. Have you like fucked a listener? I I have fucked. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely played with people that have listened for a while, but it's usually they become like really good friends. For example, I, we meet them at an event or something. They're listeners of the show. And then over time, we become listener friendly. first or friend first. You mean? Like they, you became they start friend? out as a listener, then there they're a go. friend, but maybe it's a year into that friendship before I have sex with them. I'm usually sure. pretty slow moving. Okay. It's rare for me to do what I did with you, which wow. is meet and then an hour and a half later be naked. That's not that's not the norm. 
Wow, I did not know that about you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are some of the things you consider before you finally strip down? I'm very cerebrally driven. I have to enjoy somebody on a mental level first. I mean, obviously, everyone loves a good looking person, but I would much rather be with somebody who's average looking and super fucking cool. And I think it's me to a T. (laughs) That's not what I was saying. (laughs) Average looking, but really fucking cool. (laughs) No, yeah, I just I have to have some sort of a cerebral connection. And the other thing is, I know it doesn't seem like it probably here or it certainly doesn't seem like it on my show, but I'm actually painfully shy. I'm a really, really shy person. That I know about you. Yes. Yes. So I have this, you know, I don't know, persona that's out there. But I think in my own personal life, I'm very, I second guess myself a lot. And I'm very Mm. kind of, I I keep things close to the chest. I used to be shy in every aspect of my life. I've changed drastically being, especially my own business owner. Mm. Obviously, Brian and I now host events for a living, have our podcast that we do full time. So I have had to really become significantly more authoritative and stand up for myself a lot more. But uh, I mean, I think I'm shy in just about every, like I hate making phone calls. I don't like to talk to people on the phone. It's that bad. Sometimes. So when I called you like right before ManorCon, was that was that panicky for you? Well, you texted me first. I think I was able to <laughs> mentally the warning? prepare myself. Yes. If somebody just calls, I'm like, why the fuck are you calling me? Who died? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ever like since it. 9-11, it's just like, if you've called me on the phone, the first thought is like, is that okay? Right. A hundred percent. I hate that. <laughs> e- calling and making like a doctor's office visit? No. If I can't do it online, mm. I'm not going. Mm. So that kind of thing. But you make first moves on people, like sexually. I do, yeah. But I really, I have to feel comfortable. Like that. That's why I said I've had friends for a year at a time before I actually have sex with them. Mm. I think they're super cool. I'm attracted to them. I know the sex is probably going to be great, but I'm still just slow moving. Yeah. So. I'm also starting to like frustratingly get like that. Yeah. Uh, it is my, I don't know if it's my sex drive or my like, I'm not being excited when I hit like try to make the connection. But at this point, yeah, if I'm not stimulated up here, I haven't had sex. I haven't had PIV sex in about two months, not for lack of options. Right. I just haven't really wanted to. So it feels very weird for me. This is the longest since college I've gone. Do you feel like it's given you clarity? Cause I feel like when I take breaks from even like the lifestyle, I get a different, clarity of what I want, the things that are important to me, the things I want to go after, the things I don't need to go after anymore. Yeah. I think I want more connection and intimacy and it's really fucking annoying. <laughs> Cause you're like, I just want to be a slut and slam it all over the place. Uh, yeah. And like I go, I have my moments of ready to be slutty and I have moments where I'm like, I just want to hold somebody. Yeah. Uh, that breakup, you know, it's been fucking like year and a half and I'm still there's like an intimacy hole somewhere inside I'm looking to get filled but like I also enjoy sex right and like sex is fun and it's a social activity for me sometimes so it's just been a lot of like trying to figure that out so you know I think I'm kind of I'm similar well maybe I'm the opposite when it comes to we've talked about I Brian and I are both open to the idea of moving into the world of polyamory but I struggle with the idea of being intimate with more than one person on that level. Mm. Sex is easy. Sex is, you know, the the idea of meeting someone and connecting with them and having sex is like no big deal. But those skills that I use in the lifestyle don't translate into polyamory. Mm. And I'm very guarded. So the idea of dating a second person, I'm like, how the fuck? How? How would I even do that? And then when you are dating non-monogamously in a way, you know, in the ways that we do, there's an element of... You, 
if something works just enough, if it clicks enough, sometimes, like, at least for me, I'm finding myself, when do I cut off something that's not bad, that's fine enough, but it ain't rocking my world. Yeah. And it's like, that that's what I'm noticing. It's, like, very easy to kind of hold on to sexual partners that you almost feel met about. Oh, 100%. So when, when do you decide? And I'm not talking about the people who, like, end up being like, ooh, definitely not, hard nose. And obviously the hard yeses you you usually keep around. Those people in between, when do you cut someone loose? I mean, for me personally, it's when I get bored. <laughs> I get bored quickly. So I, I mean, I do tend to like to have longer term play partners, even if it's not romantic in nature. And when it starts to feel stagnant or the same things happening over and over again, and I'm no longer stimulated by it, not obviously sexually, but mentally, that's when I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. have to cut it. What? But it's different in the lifestyle because people almost understand or expect that that's going to happen eventually. Yeah. What's like an example of someone like understimulating you? So who's like the last person you had to cut from the roster? Not because they were bad. Just it ain't, it's not hidden. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, I like a lot of different sexual scenarios. I'm not the type of person that can just be in my bedroom having the same sex in the same three positions for the same length of time, saying the same things to each other over and over and over again. You're like, sometimes I got to fuck in my podcast studio. It's like we really got to <laughs> hypothetically. Hypothetically I say speaking. in said studio. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I just, I want variety. And if I'm not being provided with that, and you know, I always communicate it to them. If I like that person, I'll say, hey, let's spice things up a little bit. What do you think about this scenario? Or mm. maybe we could try something semi-public. And, and if they say no or they're completely not open to it it's like okay this is probably run its course you're a cool dude great cock whatever whatever the case may be but it's probably time to cut ties yeah yeah and is that easy for you to do it's become easy i think it it gets easier over time in the beginning i felt horrible about it yeah i feel like there there's some poly people where you hear they've got they were like i have nine partners and i'm like How? do you yeah do you or do you have nine people who consent to having sex with you should you text them right now? Right. Two very different things in my very world. Very different. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like I said, like it's been a couple months and I'm like, I could have texted any of these people back. So have I'm, you decided what you want? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's person specific. And I mean, I've always said it depends. You know, I want to make the, I want it to make sense for the connection that we have. Yeah. So, but I'm finding like not a lot of excitement. So there's someone I hooked up with that. Uh, a hacienda several months ago uh like we like i gave her like a massage i thought i was really tired i thought she actually wanted a massage so like you know what? yeah sure i can do a massage we go into one of the bedrooms couples (laughs) fucking i sincerely thought i'm just gonna give her a massage right i was really tired (laughs) like really really tired and yeah, I was pretty attracted to her, but we also didn't talk much. I don't know much about this woman, but like I could give a massage, do the massage very soon after my fingers are in her because that's obviously what she wanted more. Sure. Oh, oops, egg <laughs> on my face, or I should say cunt on my face because that's what ended up happening. Oh, and I, I, I gave a full, full body massage with a with a happy ending and all that stuff. And she kind of wants to blow me, and I'm I'm like we could try. Because I'm not connected to this woman. Right. I don't know much about her. We don't have some sort of like hot chemistry. Like she's looking cute and says she could use a massage. I was like, I could do a massage. And I can also just like eat out and finger most anyone I find attractive because that's just like shaking hands. And then. (laughs) Yeah, okay. But when it. Nina Hartley. (laughs) Right. But then when it comes to like receiving pleasure from her, 
that's where I was like, my body was like, I could, it was like, I got a little hard at one point, but because I'm not meant I'm not connected. I'm not mentally stimulated. My heart's not stimulated. My cock, and because I was tired, my, my cock wasn't stimulated. Yeah. And you so, would do horribly in the hot wife lifestyle. <laughs> you should never try to be a bull. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't really try to. I mean, I think when I was younger, I did. And when I was younger, I could kind of go into something where having just enough verbally, having one drink together will be enough to go bang. Right. And now it's not a sure thing. Right. Like we better really click during that one drink. So are you saying that our first sexual interaction wouldn't have happened if it happened now? I think if it happened, it depended on like, no, because I think we were texting a bit and that helps because that's kind of building rapport and chemistry. Yeah, that makes sense. But at 34, I also don't want my phone to beep as much anymore. So I have that shit on do not disturb far more often. So now the idea of texting someone a lot to build chemistry is also daunting. I'm like, oh God, my phone is beeping. I got more shit to get. I don't. (laughs) The only thing that's saving me right now is that iPhone in the new update has a feature where you can basically mark a text unread. Game changer for ADD brain. I had no idea that was a thing. You swipe from left to right, it'll uh, a red text, and then the little blue dot will reappear. Holy shit, you just changed my life. That's going to change everything. Wait till I tell you how you can delete a digit on the calculator without just wiping the whole number clear. Now that's something, too. That was something, too. That's exciting. Someone had a question. So, you know, it's been a while since you listened. I know. So I'll re-explain. <laughs> I have a uh, – we have a Ask the Guest channel in uh, our Discord server, The Champagne Room. It's for Patreon members only. So they can ask any question they want to a guest. Uh, if it's a good question, that's awesome. Um, I wish it was mine. If this is a bad question, it wasn't mine. So don't blame me. <laughs> okay. Uh, Vince 3 – actually, Chuck had uh, – I'll put – I won't put this one here because this is important for people to hear. And I know you've talked about it before. Chuck wants to know, like, what advice you have for solo men at play parties. I know y'all love giving advice to the solo guy. I mean, is that still a segment on the podcast? Single guy tip of the week. Single guy tip of the week. Love this segment on Front Porch Swingers. Yes. Well, okay. Let me first say that there's a huge difference between single men that just come to swinger parties and lifestyle guys those are two very different things which one's the creepy one single dudes those are the guys that are like oh there's gonna be sex positive women there that actually might want to fuck cool i'm just gonna go in i don't have to try and i'm just gonna get my dick wet all night long and it's like no that's not how this works it's actually incredibly complicated and you're gonna have a lot of competition so i guess the biggest you know advice i can give for guys that actually want to be lifestyle guys is go in and be freaking impressive dress like you have never dressed before Mm. make sure you are impeccable groomed no khakis no ca- no and no cargo sh- don't wear shorts period that's weird Ooh, no 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 shorts no nope guys do unless it all the they're time. sexy shorts are there such a thing as sexy shorts yeah. are we I mean, talking not- like speedos because that's hot but well, i'm talking about like almost like a men's lingerie thing because they, they got some stuff that's like boxer shortcut it'll come down the thigh yeah but, but you shouldn't show sh- up in that either you gotta undress into that oh yeah you don't want to make your uber driver uncomfortable i mean you should wear something on top <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an animal. Like I wear jeans over the jock strap. Well, I, I think that's what a lot of guys don't understand too is when they walk in, it's not gonna be at least like our events are not just come in and drop your fucking pants. That's mm. not what this is. They're very social environments. We have cocktail hours ahead of time. And that's also why you have to be impressive because it's during that time that you are going to hopefully stand out against a bunch of other people. Yeah. And what's what's another tip you give? What's another single guy tip? 
have something to say. Uh-huh. Make sure, like, if you're an awkward person, I'm I'm a fairly awkward person. So if I'm going to a big event, I put a couple of questions or open-ended things in my pocket that I can pull out to ask people or to, you know, try to drum up a conversation. And what are some of those things? Because I hear this question a lot. What's the small talk like at an orgy? <laughs> well, I don't go to orgies. But, <laughs> but just what is the same difference. Sex party, orgy, swinger party, just the idea of when you go into such a sexualized group space, what's the small talk like or how do you try to flirt with someone like what do you say i mean i I never try to flirt with anyone i just try to develop some sort of connection so an easy one for me is you know what other lifestyle events do you go to what Mm -hmm. have you been to lately have you been to xyz club that just opened those are really easy questions but people love to talk about that kind of because you all are sharing that it's like listen to a bunch of new comedians and open mic talk they're like what other open mics you go to yeah where where you like i don't like that guy over there you know exactly this is my favorite club stay the hell away from that one like it drums up a conversation it's just easy yeah um going with something uh, going something uh, shared interest that you all have um what what else should solo guys in particular as opposed to just anybody consider when going to a party i mean this is probably not as important for people like myself and brian because we've been at this a long time and we're very autonomous in this space but i think the other thing that guys need to realize especially if they go into a true swinger environment or a hot wife environment is you're not just dealing with the women the husbands are there too. Yeah. And they want to be addressed. They want to they want to be respected. They want to feel like you are taking their feelings into consideration. So if you're just marching right up to the woman and completely ignoring her husband, I mean, once in a while that'll work, but for the most part, men are gonna be fucked off by that. Oh yeah. I've I've observed that happen and I can read the body language of the person being ignored. It's and then it makes it's depending on what the guy looks like. If it looks like Brian, I go like, oh that dude's in trouble. If it looks <laughs> like the opposite of Brian, I go, oh that poor guy's getting left out. Either way it's <laughs> shitty, you know? Just like watch up walk up to the husband, shake his hand, introduce yourself. It's not hard. <laughs> but it does take a level of of social um awareness that a lot of guys simply do not possess. Mm-hmm. Do you ever go to parties solo? I do not. I would. I would go. I have a, you know, lady friends here in town that are lifestylers that I would totally go to something with them. I probably wouldn't go completely by myself. It's just doesn't feel like the safest thing in the world. Unfortunately, as a woman walking into a sexual space, sometimes it can be really freaky, but I would go with ladies. Well, what about, I mean, have you gone to parties without Brian? I could put that only a couple. I think we're going to start venturing in that direction because the other thing Brian and I are starting to realize is we do want slightly different things out of the lifestyle, which is kind of where that polyamorous element comes in. Like I would love to play with couples once in a while. Brian will not. That is not a thing for him. He is not a group guy. I would do an orgy once in a while. That's not Brian. So when y'all go to, I mean, I know y'all throw parties and you're there in a different capacity, but when you recreationally go to a party, I mean, what's the, do you not have, do you not have sex at the, Sex party? Oh, well, so it's it's interesting because there are two types of parties that we typically go mm. to. One is hot wife events okay. where Brian is basically sitting it out and I'm playing with single men. And then the other one, and we go to these mostly to support people that are throwing them, are a couple exclusive events, meaning there are no single people there. So our only option is if they're also solo playing or if they, for example, want a woman to play with both of them because I'm Mm. open to that. But you get into that environment, especially because Brian's a hunk and people enjoy looking at him. They (laughs) want to talk us into playing as a couple and it gets exhausting to explain to them over and over and over again that that's just not going to happen. He's not into it. But like, will he fuck you in front of people? It's really not his thing. Brian is super just private. That's so interesting considering like what y'all do. Yeah, yeah, I know it is. 
I don't really like fucking in front of people either. I've done it and I will do it, but that's not my preference. Uh-huh. I guess if everyone was involved, like I did a kind of reverse gangbang type thing at uh, Secrets, which is a lifestyle resort last year. And that was fun. It was unexpected. Certainly wasn't planned. I would do something like that again, but I also kind of like the one-on-one connection. So Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, you, you know, you've also alluded to being so different now than, I, I mean, you seem different now than from when I met you five years ago. Um, and then obviously different now than before your divorce. <laughs> Way different than that. <laughs> what would you go, and, and I forget how, how old are you again? I'm 33. 33. What would you go, and when did you, how old were you when you got married? 21. 21. What would you go back and tell 23 year old Brenna? So I'm already married at this point. Yeah. Oh, geez, I don't know. Besides, uh, get, get out, out immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you? Sorry, let me say. What would you go tell 23 year old Brenna about herself? I I would stop being such a people pleaser. I think that would be the biggest thing. I look back at myself in my early 20s and I realize how much I was living on everyone else's terms. You know, I worked in corporate America. I bought my first house when I was 22. And I think people looked at that as like, oh, she's doing so well for herself. She's in her early Mm -hmm. 20s and she's so well put together. And I was pretty freaking miserable. So I was definitely living on other people's terms. And I, you know, now I don't. Obviously, now I'm the complete opposite. You know, look what I do for a living, and it's the happiest I've ever been in my life. So, that's fantastic. Do you do you still keep in touch with your ex husband? Not at all. No. Do you know where he is? I do not. You don't know what he's doing. No idea. You just were like, I hope he's happy. I think he's a great person, just not for me. Okay. And then you and Brian are probably coming up on what, like six eight, years? Six? Yeah. Yeah. It's killer. What's what's on the horizon? In. For us? I don't know. Like, are y'all like interested? Like, is he interested in doing a fifth marriage thing? Is he... <laughs> No, I wear a wedding ring, but what I highly I don't doubt know if he gets like bonus do... points for <laughs> yeah. the fifth one. Yeah, it's not like a punch card type no. thing. That's yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't see that happening unless there was a real legal or medical reason or something. I just don't see the point. We're really happy the way things are at mm-hmm. right now. So you said that you two are starting to look for different things in the lifestyle. And you said you would love to have like sex with couples. Uh, what other things are you looking for in the lifestyle that he's not? Well, I mean, he's 53. So I'm 33. I want to go out to those late night dance parties that turn into crazy orgies. I want to do some of those things. That's just not where Brian's at. You know, Brian wants to be home and in bed by 10. So we just, you know, we're going. I just started seeing someone who I think I should link him up with because she's also like, I'm, I have a strict, I'm, she called it um, sleep hygiene. (laughs) That's awesome. She says she's getting a full eight and she's in bed before midnight. Yeah, that's Brian. I'm still figuring out what that would mean. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you also live in New York, which is a whole different thing. I live in Vegas, too. So, again, it's like a different life than most people live. Yeah, but it's like, you know, there's the same same thing where it's uh, going out late, parties, bars, No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying people that live in Ohio don't understand what it's like to live in Vegas in New York. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, okay, you know, so I'm still like feeling out like what her nightlife looks like or what the exceptions of those rules are. Yeah. So what does he want in the lifestyle? I think Brian would love to find a couple of regular play partners, probably one male and one female, if Mm -hmm. I had to guess in a perfect world. And that would just be what he does. He's not really going to the events aside from hosting. And he, you know, gets to still explore and and have that variety, but is not constantly searching for new people to play with or, again, staying out late, having these crazy experiences. So, you know, and I want to travel, too. I mean, we travel a lot for work, but I'd like to actually go to some lifestyle stuff, mm-hmm. you know, go to a lifestyle resort and have it not be for any responsibility and just like fuck all week. That'd be fun. <laughs> that sounds sick. Yeah. 
Um, Vince Three, who said he's a big fan of the show of Front Porch Swingers. He's a Patreon member. Oh, uh, thanks, Vince. Yeah, and he he wants to know any funny stories uh, at at sex parties or swinger parties uh, where things went wrong. As opposed to where things went wrong in a terrifying, horrifying way. <laughs> uh, not necessarily at parties. Every time that I can think of where it's, well, that's not true. We hosted an event in Portland, and once my responsibilities were kind of over, uh-huh. it was one of the only other times that I've met two guys randomly and just played with them, and it ended it ended pretty horribly. I took a hip bone to the face and thought I broke my nose. You took a hip bone? To yeah. the face. Yeah, I was like being spit roasted by both of them. And one of the guy from behind just pushed a little too hard and right into the guy's hip. Bone. Oh, and I had on like very light colored lingerie and it was ruined. And oh, yeah. oh, like bloody nose. Oh, yeah. Horribly. How super sexy. Did it immediately end or did it take you all a while to realize why your face was wet? No, I immediately <laughs> ended it. But then I the glutton for punishment sure. that I am. I went back like an hour later. Yeah. <laughs> For both of them? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> did, did they switch positions? Like, Jim, you're not allowed in the back anymore. Get in front. Yes, I definitely was on my back the second time, not on all fours. So. Yeah, yeah, fellas, in a in a spit roast dynamic, the guy in the back, you need to be real conscientious of your thrust. A hundred percent, yeah. Control yourself, man. Yeah, we could break <laughs> someone someone's pretty nose, right? Yes. Like that's a... it wasn't broken, thankfully, but it was <laughs> I was concerned for a bit. The fact that you went back for more though. Well, I was like, I'm halfway there. Like I can't just stop now. I'm sure they were soft by then. I don't know. I think you might have been starting over from zero. I don't know. They were pretty quick on the trigger. So I think they were doing just fine for themselves. Fucking yikes. <laughs> None of them question. Because if you came back to me, I'd probably say yes. But I'd, I'd have a beat where I go like, wait, what's up with her that she almost broke her nose, has a fully bloody dress, and then I wants changed more. The dress. Oh, I would, changed the dress. I would not be wearing the same lingerie. That would not be sexy. I cleaned myself up. I changed. I'm always prepared. So Wow. Talk about <laughs> not killing the mood, I guess. <laughs> Or totally killing the mood. But we rebounded. It was fun. What a great answer. I don't know if you can one-up that, but anything else may be on that level. Any other things went hilariously wrong? Not hilariously. Everything else that goes wrong is just stupid little things that happen or, you know, you communicate something to someone, you think that they understand it, and then they Watch totally everyone. Don't. People pleasing. Brenna is fucking gone right now. <laughs> She's about to go off on one of you. No. I'm not sure I was about to rant. Like, I, the guy that comes to mind is, you know, I play safe. I use condoms. That's just what I do, as I think most lifestylers should do. Anyway, uh, you know, I communicate that ahead of time. We're, like, mid-play. I've wasted hours getting to know this guy. Hours. Hours. We sat. Brian and I had dinner with him. We went out for a drink afterwards. And then we go to his hotel. We spend another hour in his room chatting and, you know, flirting action starts he puts on a condom can't get hard and i'm like everything okay and he's like oh, i probably should have told you before just now but i actually can't get hard with the condom on and i'm like okay we can do other things then and he's like no i, I really want to fuck you without a condom i was like really dude why why are we wasting so much damn time this is such a disaster you know time is precious to me so wasting six hours on a dude that you know doesn't want to use a condom was just like i wanted to punch him in the face He's like, I have test results. I have this. I have th- oh, that's great. It's not. That's not my thing, you know. So I don't know anyone that wastes my time. That's the biggest thing for me. That's gonna want me, you know, to run out of the fucking room. Mm-hmm. Damn. Well then, <laughs> I feel like you need like a "Don't be that guy" segment with <laughs> with with stories like that. Well, that's Brian actually wants to start a podcast like that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Yeah. 
Would it be you two hosted? No, it would be him, like just talking about the shitty behavior of men, basically. Yeah. And then he just, and then the the, the album artwork is going to be him in like a tight black shirt, really flexing the traps. <laughs> I think this the what this is the trap, right? The shoulder thing that yes. it's on top. Yeah, I think this is the scariest muscle in the body. Yeah, I think this is the thing you can scare a guy with because anyone can make some biceps. I've seen dudes pretty fucking soft around the middle. I might be becoming one of them. Like you can do some bicep curls and get a strong arm. This fucking thing, right? Whatever this is, this takes work. Yeah, this is a scary muscle. Yeah, yeah. That's the like that's the linebacker muscle to me. <laughs> and he has it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you don't. You don't want to be that guy. Um, I think, I mean, I think that's, it's weird. I don't normally run into a wall, but also there's, there's part of me where I was like, yo, what's happening? What's going to happen with Brenna today? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any like other thoughts or questions? Cause my mind just went blank with unproductive images. <laughs> uh, now that's where my mind's at. So I don't know. I mean, I do love that. Is there any, I, I got, I'm stumbling out. <laughs> Brenna, where can people go to find you, follow you? Because I don't know what, what else to ask next. <laughs> uh, you can find everything at frontportswingers.com. We have the podcast. We have our events. All that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll link to uh, Brenna's Patreon bonus episode in the schnotes. Uh, so if anyone's been holding out and thinking like, I don't know. Five bucks a month, is it worth it? I mean, like... When it you... was pretty good. There was some definite gagging noises. I mean, it was pretty hot. You guys did very well, though. You kept it pretty composed. I've been thinking about doing an episode like that for so long. Yeah? Yeah. I think you should do it again. Um, well, Brenna, thanks so much for uh, chatting with us. I'm glad we could finally have your own episode now. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. And, uh, and why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> If you're joining us for the first time, we have a sex-positive Discord server called The Champagne Room. It's not really a man-whore podcast server as much as a sex-positive server. So even if you were just here to listen to me chat with Brenna, we'd love you to join the conversations in The Champagne Room at manwhorepod.com discord or click the link in the schnotes. If you're a book lover, if you're that aunt who always buys a book for people's birthdays, I ask you to, to shop through my bookshop.org link. It's in the show notes. And when you shop at my bookshop.org link, you're guaranteed to be supporting an independent bookstore somewhere in this country. Indie bookshops, they need our support. They need our business. Bezos don't need it. On top of spending like the same amount of money, Billy here, yes, me, I get, I get a taste on the back end. Support Indie all the way at my bookshop.org link in the show notes. Thank you for indulging me uh, for yet another week. If you're new to the show, I hope you'll be back next week. Smash that follow or subscribe button and stay slutty. <laughs>